Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. What do we now know about masks? It's day 137 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 332,424 cases with 9,520 deaths. Since I work from home and have little kids, I don't leave my house much. But when I do, what I see here in Chennai is what I think people in most Indian cities are witnessing and worrying about, that people haven't really truly got the need for physical distancing. People will still squeeze past you in the grocery store to reach for something and they will not cross the road if they're walking past you. The one thing that I do notice is that there is almost 100% mask wearing. So how good should I feel about this? On April 3rd, the Indian Health Ministry for the first time suggested that everyone wear a fabric mask. Here's what the advisory said. Certain countries have claimed benefits of homemade face cover for the general public. Such homemade face cover is a good method for maintaining personal hygiene. Such usage certainly will help in maintaining overall hygienic health conditions. Therefore, it is suggested that such people who are not suffering from medical conditions or having breathing difficulties may use the handmade reusable face cover, particularly when they step out of their house. This will help in protecting the community at large. What was particularly impressive to me was that India had taken this step to suggest that everyone wear a mask even while the World Health Organization was still not recommending it. Since then, some evidence has come forward about the benefits of wearing a mask. In a study published in the Lancet on the 1st of June, researchers looked at 172 observational studies and 44 comparative studies from across the world. On face masks, they found that face masks are associated with protection even in non-healthcare settings. Other studies have been even more unequivocal. A study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in the US on June 11th argued that face masks were actually the determinant of the difference in the way the pandemic played out in Wuhan versus Italy versus the US. We conclude that wearing of face masks in public corresponds to the most effective means to prevent interhuman transmission and this inexpensive practice in conjunction with simultaneous social distancing quarantine and contact tracing represents the most likely fighting opportunity to stop the covid-19 pandemic the authors wrote and here's an interesting one that has not been studied scientifically but news about it was highlighted by the doctor and writer atul gavande in missouri in the us two hair stylists saw 140 clients before realizing they were covid positive but both of them and all their clients wore masks and no one else tested positive the who only came around last week on june 5th it suggested non medical masks for the general population in high population density settings or places with widespread transmission or employees whose jobs place them in close contact with others like servers and cashiers or in any setting where physical distancing cannot be achieved like on public transport For people over 60 and those with underlying comorbidities the WHO recommends medical masks in settings where physical distancing cannot be achieved. So the WHO advice is still more conservative than the Indian recommendation. And to a large extent that's because the WHO is not yet convinced about the evidence on fabric masks especially given the huge variation in types of cloth masks. Here's what it says. 
The lower filtration and breathability standardized requirements and overall expected performance indicate that the use of non-medical masks made of woven fabrics such as cloth and or non-woven fabrics should only be considered for source control that is used by infected persons in community settings and not for prevention. Until we have better testing about the different types of fabrics and their performance, here's what we do know. In the Lancet study, the hierarchy of effectiveness of masks went like this. N95 masks were more effective than surgical masks or 12 to 16 layer cotton gauze masks, which were more effective than single layer cotton ones. The WHO guidelines have a fair amount of detail about the effectiveness of different types of fabrics and I've linked to it so that you can have a look. But the key takeaway is this from a WHO video. There are a wide variety of fabric masks that can be handmade or purchased in a store. They act as a barrier so that you can protect those around you. They should ideally be made of three layers of fabric. The outer layer should be a water-resistant fabric. The inner layer should be water-absorbent and the mid-layer acts as a filter. The current Indian recommendation does not explicitly state how many layers the masks should be for homemade masks, so it seems like a minimum of three layers seems like a good starting point. Additionally, it seems like maybe the Indian government should now be recommending medical masks for those over 60. The broader public health interventions that will slow down or stop the epidemic are tracing, testing and isolating. But at the individual level, masks will be an important part of our own personal risk mitigation strategies. Not any mask will do. The right type of mask is important, keeping it clean is important, not constantly touching it or moving it on and off the nose is important. Masks on their own are not going to save us, of course. Proper mask wearing needs to be coupled with hand hygiene and physical distancing. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and make an observation that is anecdotal and not based in data. The public health interventions most likely to work are probably those that work best within a country's cultural context in addition to having health benefits. From my experience speaking to friends, it seems to me that European and North American countries are having the most success implementing physical distancing, while East Asia is having more success with masks and hand hygiene. When I spoke to John Artman, the editor of Technode who lives in Beijing last month, I asked him what it was like getting kids to follow social distancing. And he had this interesting response. In South Korea and in China, there hasn't been too much of an emphasis that I've experienced on social distancing. Um, you know, in, in, in Asia in particular, you know, people are very used to, uh, or in East Asia, excuse me, uh, people are very used to kind of being, being close together. Uh, the big thing for for us has been masks uh uh hand hand washing and hand sanitizing and not touching your face um those have been the 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 real the really big things so um you know for us and our family we haven't really been been kind of um preaching social distancing to to a certain degree Mm -hmm. um but definitely you know when you go out you wear a mask um if you haven't washed your hands in the last five minutes don't touch your face in fact Just don't touch your face at all. (laughs) To me, it seems like a greater focus on appropriate masks and hygiene might have a greater success in India too, where social distancing is not just hard to achieve for the majority of people, it's also culturally alien. Culture cannot be an excuse for behavior that is going to endanger health. 
not before and certainly not now we cannot start having big weddings or throng religious places because that is our culture but helping people implement solutions that are actually doable for them can only help thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy tomorrow a new question Thank you.